Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly, a production of iHeartRadio. Time now for Fantasy Football Weekly from iHeartRadio, your weekly source for the nation's best fantasy football advice, speculation, and whatever stupid stuff they decide to drop into the show. Now here's your host, Paul Charchian. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly. I am Paul Charchi, and my co-host this week is Brian Johnson. Hey, what Brian. Is, hey, Charge. What's up? Good to talk to you again. And this week's, we're playing a game. Let's play. You know, a lot of times we're just grinding up a bunch of news and, you know, all the latest stuff, and here's what's happening in the draft, a free agency. This is our Would You Rather game. We've done this from time to time over the course of the Fantasy Football Weekly regular season show. I'm going to give you the average draft position of two teammates. And I want you to choose one or the other factoring in the average draft position. You know, it's obvious which guy you'd rather have if right. it's one or the other. Right. But if you've got to pay the price yep. for one, who would you rather have? Let's we do have, it. We've got nine teammates to evaluate. The game never gets old, by the way. We no, have done this for years, but yeah. it stands the test of time. And there's some good ones. Indeed it does. We begin in Buffalo. Would you, And the running backs. Would you rather have Devin Singletary right now going off with an average draft position of the fourth round or rookie running back Zach Moss with an average draft position of the 15th round? Devin Singletary was very good at the end of last year. Zach Moss, a bit of an unknown. What do you think? Yeah, that's quite the disparity in uh, rounds that are drafted, right? So I went uh, right to your favorite spot charge inside the five-yard line for this Mm, one. And uh, Devin Singletary, a very exciting running back, but kind of more of a scat back. Certainly not a power back. And uh, evidenced by his three carries inside the 10-yard line last year. I know I said inside the five, but this is inside the 10. Jeez. Obviously twice as far out as the five. Only 10 carries, or I'm sorry, only three carries inside the 10. Frank Gore had 18 
Josh Allen had 11. Yeah. Josh Allen nearly quadrupled his carries <laughs> inside the 10-yard line. So right there, Zach Moss, rookie out of Utah, been heralded as a five-tool running back, meaning he can mm-hmm. run through you, mm-hmm. run around you, just run right by you, avoid mm-hmm. you entirely if he wants, pass protect, pass block. He's going to absorb all of these red zone carries that Frank Gore once occupied. So for me, it's with a bullet, Zach Moss, easily in round 15. I'm with you. It's Zach Moss. And I like Devin Singletary. Yeah. He's a good player. And in PPR leagues, he'll have value. But Zach Moss is almost free in round 15. Mm-hmm. And you hit on a lot of the key points. Uh, and you, you got all my inside the five stuff. I was, I was surprised to learn Devin Singletary, Singletary scored one touchdown from inside the five last year. He's got to score from distance. Yeah. And, you know, we've seen over the years, the players who have to score from distance, they put up the, some years, they have a three touchdown year. I mean, they just have clunkers where it just doesn't work out that they score from distance. The easy touchdowns that just that make a player transcendent are the ones that come from inside the five. Mm -hmm. And Devin Singletary isn't going to get those. And you mentioned, you know, Zach Moss is a big bodied guy built for goal line. And they, they drafted him specifically to be that tough yardage inside guy. He welcomes contact. He breaks tackles. He's a finisher. Utah's all-time leading rusher and all-time rushing touchdown leader, Zach Moss. He is the correct answer, I believe. We both believe. Zach Moss, two votes for Zach it, Moss. He's been playing at higher elevation throughout college, too. <laughs> yes, so this is a piece of cake for That's him. right. Buffalo is at sea level. By the way, <laughs> Buffalo. Or at least lake level. How exciting is Buffalo looking on paper? Like, this is the first time oh, no. since the it's, early 90s, like Thurman Thomas. Yeah. 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 Man, they got a fun-looking team. But, uh, I know. I, yeah, people are, are going to start to get more sharp to this, where I think Zach Moss could surpass Devin Singletary in ADP come late August. No chance. Maybe. No chance. No, Zach Maybe. Moss is here to make up it, 11 rounds what between if, now and what August. If he pops off, and we're praying that there's preseason games. For once, we're praying for preseason games, right? But what if he pops off? Anyway, no, there's a chance. Not happening. All right. The next Would You Rather teammate edition, would you rather have Amari Cooper in round three or C.D. Lamb, rookie wide receiver, in round nine? Obviously, these are Dallas wide receivers. Amari Cooper at round three or C.D. Lamb at round nine? Can I say Michael Gallup? No, I know. Not right now. Amari Cooper. He's valid for this, but. It's the same old story with Amari Cooper. It's it it really hasn't changed since the trade to the Cowboys from the Raiders, where he's been this roller coaster ride of emotion. Last year, four games over 100 yards for Cooper, mm-hmm. four under 25 yards. That he he is not reliable in a in in a scenario where you have to choose your starters, and if it's not best ball. I did. The, I found I came to the same analysis. Dallas and it just as Dallas games, so just throwing out the Raiders games because mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, oh, it's ancient history. Right, right, right. 40% of his games, 40%, that is a lot. He had 48 scoreless yards or less in 40% of his Dallas games for Amari Cooper. Those are games that kill you. And that's just too high of a clunker ratio for Amari Cooper to pay in the third round. Yeah. And then you bring in C.D. Lamb, who we were in agreement a couple months ago, the top wide receiver in this year's Correct. draft. Yes. And Michael Gallup's already there. You got an up and coming Blake Jarwin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, Zeke, Tony Pollard is an astounding football player, pass catcher. So I'm just taking the cheaper guy here. I'm, I'm not going Cooper. There's no chance. 
I'd rather take C.D. Lamb all day. C.D. Lamb was my number one rookie wide receiver coming Mm -hmm. into the draft, as you mentioned. Absolutely electric after the catch. 26 broken tackles last year. Number two in the NCAA among all wide receivers. Uh, Forced a missed tackle on over 40% of his catches. It's it's insane. The best receiver in Dallas is C.D. Lamb. Never dropped a pass of 20-plus yards in his three seasons at Oklahoma either. Insane. And, And he was the best yard after after catch guy in this draft. So elusive, so electric after the catch. CeeDee Lamb by a mile. I still cannot believe Dallas got him. I cannot believe I can't either. Denver I, and, well, I was going to say Oakland. Las Vegas passed for rugs and I Judy. Think they, they, they're I think fine they players, I'm yeah, sure. And, and they're probably going to have nice careers, but I think CeeDee Lamb's yeah. the best player in this draft. Definitely. All right, our third would-you-rather teammate edition goes to Denver. Melvin Gordon with his round three average draft position or Philip Lindsay going off in round eight. Which would you rather have? This is probably one of the tougher ones we're going to go through today. Um, for those who don't remember, Gordon held out with the Chargers last year for the mm-hmm. first three, four games. I think four. Um, but he ended up with the fifth most carries inside the five yard line with 13 and his 15 yards inside the five was the third most on those 13 carries. Mm. And uh, Gordon scored as many touchdowns inside the five as Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb, and Le'Veon Bell combined last season, wow. missing the first quarter mm-hmm. of the year. Now, now, Lindsay was no slouch inside the five either. Uh, eight carries for 14 yards and five touchdowns. That is that's excellent. Uber and averaging two yards per carry nearly. inside, inside the, the five, five is very good. We're yes. going to get some really horrible inside the five numbers a little later. With some yeah. other teams, but I mean, Lindsay, Lindsay and Freeman had the same number of carries inside the 10 last year for Denver. Of course, mm-hmm. Freeman, uh, Royce Freeman, that is, is uh, an afterthought now, but Lindsay had twice as many inside the five as Freeman. So really this work, who, who's going to get it? Or is it going to be right down the middle? It seems I'm very much on the fence, so I'm just going to shut up now and take the cheaper guy again and say Philip Lindsay. We've both been on the cheaper guy in every one of these scenarios, and I'm taking Philip Lindsay here. But I'm going to go for a little different direction than you did. All right. Is Melvin Gordon even that good? Mm, debatable. It is. Pro Football Focus ranked him 85th in yards after contact. 85th? I mean, that's to take... You're basically talking about not just second string running backs on 32 teams. You're talking about the third string running, the third best running backs on 32 teams to get all the way to 85th and yards after contact next to him at ranking 85th were guys like Frank Gore, Wendell Smallwood, David Montgomery, fullback CJ Ham. These are the guys that have yards after contact equivalent to Melvin Gordon. He's been 3.9 yards per carry or less in every season but one. Wow. 3.9 or less. Last year, 3.8. Austin Eckler, running behind the same exact line as Melvin Gordon, has averaged 5.5 yards per carry, 5.2 yards per carry, and 4.2 yards per carry over the last three seasons. Jeez. I mean, it's, you know, Austin Eckler's got all the same disadvantages of the same offense, same offensive line, and he's popping off at an extra yard and a half. Yard, yard and a half per carry. So I don't know that Melvin Gordon, honestly, is even that good anymore. And I'll never forgive him, even though it's not entirely his fault, of course. 
Melvin Gordon, that is, for not scoring a touchdown. One single touchdown in his rookie year, yeah, which he played the whole season. <laughs> Unbelievable. Like, this is the Statistical week? oddity. And then, of course, the next year was like a 10 yeah, or 12 touchdown yeah. season. And, you know, everybody got him at, at a cheap price. We'll take a break. When we come back, three more would-you-rathers, including some high-profile players on the Cleveland Browns. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Welcome back to Fantasy Football Weekly. Paul Charchi and Brian Johnson with you. High-profile players on the Cleveland Browns. Hmm, who would you rather have? This is our teammates edition of Would You Rather. We go to Cleveland. It could go a couple of directions in Cleveland. We're going to the wide receivers. Odell Beckham has got an average draft position of round three. Jarvis Landry has an average draft position of the end of round five. Who would you rather take factoring in the average draft position? Brian Johnson. Where were we a year ago? Just how excited were we about this Cleveland Browns offense the team in general? Uh, oh, everybody. Certainly... Was, everybody wanted a piece of the Browns, and it turned out there was one particularly good player to get, and that was Nick Chubb. Or maybe Kareem Hunt. Later, in the we'll later, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, Odell Beckham, clearly a bust of the year candidate last season. I'd probably give it to someone like Juju Smith-Schuster over Beckham. Beckham's still Dave, top Are you forgetting thousand. David Johnson? David Johnson, too. Ultimate bust from last year? Yeah, he had a good first half, though. But uh, yeah, Juju good. throughout was just painful. But anyway, yeah. back to Beckham and Landry. Uh, yeah, Beckham, like you said, going mid-round three right now. Some weeks he was going third overall last year, so that's quite yeah. a discount on his side. At, but at this time last year, I had Odo Beckham as my number one wide receiver. Over the course of the preseason, I had lowered him down to like number four. Still an epic whiff. Yeah, uh, I'm. He he scares me still. I I think we've seen peak Odell Beckham. I know Eli Manning is not 
the ideal quarterback for a stud wide receiver. But back in those days, Beckham was the guy and that was it. And Beckham's not the guy here. And what scares me most about Beckham is last year, 60. Sorry, I'm looking this up real quick. 63% of his games, he fell outside the top 30 wide receivers. Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham. Yeah. Jarvis Landry, on the other hand, finished top five in PPR formats last year in the second half of the season after a slow start where they're probably just force feeding Odell Beckham the ball. So to uh, long story short, it, it's uh, Landry's a safer play. Beckham's a ceiling pick in the mid third. And there are guys like Kenny Galladay. And honestly, I would rather take Calvin Ridley two rounds ahead of where he's going than over a guy like o- Odell Beckham. He just doesn't excite me like he used to. So I'm going discount again with Landry. Uh, I'm taking, this is the first time we differ. I'm taking Odell Beckham. We know what Jarvis Landry is all about. If you want a wide receiver with four, five touchdowns, Jarvis Landry is your man. That is your guy. You want 80 catches, 1,000 yards, and no touchdowns? That's your guy. He brings no upside to the table. Odell Beckham brings double-digit touchdown upside, Sometimes something he's done three years. He's had double-digit touchdowns. And I really believe this is the year we thought we were going to get last year from the Browns offense. Kevin Stefanski is a proven good coach. Not a long track record, but he just got Kirk Cousins the best year of his career. He fed both two different wide receivers from Minnesota, both Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen. Both got fed. Both of these guys can get fed here. I really do believe Beckham is going to rebound nicely here. You get him in round three when he was going off the board in round one yeah. and early round two last year. I can get him at double the number of picks. His technical, his average draft position is actually 30, to be more specific. He was going off the board at roughly 15 or less last year. So I'm taking the discount that's built into Odell Beckham coming off a down, but not terrible season. Um, by the way, he had 1,000 yards. Odell Beckham had 1,000 yeah. yards yeah. last year. I mean, it was not a total bust season for Odell Beckham, as you positioned it, I don't believe. Yeah, I'm not going to die on the Jarvis Landry Hill. I can't, I can't contest it too much. Next, we go to Green Bay, and we're back to the running back position. Which of these teammates would you rather have Aaron Jones paying a second round price for him or AJ Dillon, the rookie running back in round 15? So Aaron Jones, speaking of a roller coaster ride, he certainly was one last year. Pardon me while I'm looking up some numbers here. So Jones finished basically as the second running back uh, in PPR formats. Uh, Certainly was boosted up by some monster games. The one, versus uh, Dallas yeah. comes to mind. Four touchdowns, I think. Yeah, four touchdowns, like 250 combo yards, mm-hmm. something like that. But the, when he when he hits the floor, <laughs> he hits it hard. And last year, he had 30, over 30% of his games fell outside the top 30 at his position. And for comparison's sake, you, have, you got guys like Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook. They're under 10% falling outside yeah. of the top 30. Yeah. I mean, even got like Derrick Henry, 7%. Austin Eckler, 19. 30% of your games outside the top 30 is a lot that when is. you're paying a second round price. Yeah. And I don't know what, what, what AJ Dillon's going to do in his rookie year. I don't know what any rookies are going to do this year, to be honest with you, with no mini camps. We don't have to get into that now. Mm-hmm. But I'm still not drafting Aaron Jones at this price tag. You, you couldn't pay me to take Aaron Jones because he certainly could win you your league if everything falls in place for him. But Odds are he's going to lose it for you because it's he's too up and down for me for going in the first, second round. Too risky. Last year, Jones saw a two-to-one ratio of carries over Jamal Williams. And so, really, A.J. Dillon 
he's he's going to get some carries this year. They drafted him in the second round, and the front office took all kinds of heat for the pick. They're going to want to validate that pick by getting A.J. Dillon at least some run this year. So let me ask you this, Brian. Does A.J. Dillon's carries come out of Aaron Jones or Jamal Williams, or can we not know? I don't think you can really know, but if I had to pick one, it seems like it would be Aaron Jones's carries, <laughs> not Jamal Williams. And it's like they, they're just going to relegate Williams to this third mm-hmm. third down role because Williams was never in, you know, he, he was an average ball carrier, right? He's more of a receiving back pass protector. Yeah. So it seems like the, the touches when it comes to rushes will come from uh, Aaron Jones and not Williams. So, yeah, I'm, I'm A.J. Dillon over Jones all day if I got to pick one. Jones and Williams are free agents next year. And so, you know, there could be that could factor into this in some in does, some way. Yeah. You know, we've we talk a lot about the possibility of them of teams going to Marco Murray on a on a running back and grinding him up. Usually they don't, but some, you know, some may. And if that's the case, Aaron Jones could get a ton of run if they decide to do that and then position AJ Dillon as an heir apparent for the next season and they could rest effectively rest AJ Dillon this mm-hmm. year. Now, also important, and you've spent a lot of time focusing on yards, in, it carries inside the five, which is awfully important, but you can't talk about A.J. Dillon and not talk about his size. He's 250 pounds. He's six foot tall. The guy can dominate the line mm-hmm. of scrimmage. The catch, though, last year Jones was super productive inside the five. He carried the ball 17 times from inside the five. He scored 10. That's a nice ratio. You're really you're looking for as somebody that's spent a lot of time grinding up data from inside the five. You're looking for a 50% return on mm-hmm. touchdowns in those carries. He turned 17 carries into 10 touchdowns. That's better than 50%. So Jones isn't bad there, but man, AJ Dillon's just built for that use. Yeah. Um I am with you and I'm on AJ Dillon, but it's this one to me was the toughest call on the board. And I went back and forth. At one point I had this as Aaron Jones. Then I went to Dillon. But it, the only reason I went to Dylan is because he's so cheap in round 15. I think Jamal Williams turns out to be a bit of a non-factor this year. And I, I, he's, he's the third choice out of all of this. Yeah. Let's go to our third. Would you rather teammate edition for this particular segment? And we've got one segment more in the show. We go to the tight ends. There Love are them. many, there are many tight ends to tight end position battles to sort of talk about. Would you rather have Rob Gronkowski in round six or OJ Howard in round 18, making him effectively free last pick of your draft in typical size leagues? Uh, I thought we were going to talk about my boys in Arizona and break down Dan Arnold and Max Williams. <laughs> you love them. Maybe next week. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, Gronk making his uh, return, reuniting with Tom Brady, of course. Um, word has come out recently. Uh, Bruce Arian says, Tampa Bay plans to use a lot of 12 personnel. Yeah, they're going to run uh, both. Two wide receivers, mm-hmm. two tight ends, one running back. Yep. So let's not forget Cameron Brate, by the way, either, because he's still on the team. And Cameron Brate was like a top 15 tight end last year. <laughs> Did better than OJ Howard, but we're talking Howard and Gronk here. <sighs> what it boils down to is where Gronk is going, there are, you're banking on his ceiling, basically. You're banking on 14, 15 games. And I just don't see him playing like a, a full season. I'd rather be taking guys like Cook, uh, Austin Hooper, Mike Gesicki in the in the in that mid range where Gronk is going. Mm-hmm. I would, quote unquote, play it safer with OJ Howard, who was a massive disappointment last year, but he did have a stronger second half. Was the 40th overall tight end first half of the season, 20th the second half. Things started to look up. I do think he sees more work than Brait. 
And I just don't see Gronk living up to his ADP where he's going. I think people are going to be reaching for the pass, so I got to go. As much as I don't really want O.J. Howard, if I had to pick one, I'd take O.J. Howard for Gronk. Tell me about some of the late-round tight ends you do like. This year? Yeah, this year. Uh, I'm not joking. I really do like Dan Arnold. Okay. And Arizona. All right, that's super late. It is super late. Um, oh, yeah, I could talk about this all day. I, I, I like, uh, depends on your league Blake size. Jarwin. Of course. Blake Jarwin. You like Blake Jarwin he, a lot? He's creeping up. And if you mm-hmm. want to go super sleeper, I think um, uh, Trey Burton can rebound mm-hmm. in Indy. Jack Doyle has Jack never Doyle? stayed healthy. And, and well, What about Jack Doyle? Uh, Jack Doyle. Well, I think he... I wouldn't call him. He's probably going top fifteen. He's he's more of a, mm-hmm. you know. A, yeah, but it's the fifteenth tight end off the board. He's going yep. in round 12, 13, mm-hmm. Right. Here's that's why I like Rob Gronkowski. Yes, fair. I'm yep. taking his upside. I'm taking the upside. But if I were to tell you right now and listeners right now that Rob Gronkowski would finish this year with the most touchdowns, would you be surprised? Feel like, well, no, that's not possible. It's certainly feasible. It's certainly feasible. Yes. He's done it many times, yeah. right? So he enters into the season. With as healthy as he's been in years, he's knows his quarterback intimately. He's Rob Gronkowski's only 31 years old. Travis Kelsey is going to turn 31 in this season. We don't think of Travis Kelsey as old, right? Gronkowski's not so old that he can't be still good. And yes, I agree. I agree that you're banking uh, you're banking a bit on the upside for Gronk. But if you believe that you can get a Jack Doyle in round 12 or round 13 and back that pick up with somebody that can still contribute. I like it. I'm taking Rob Gronkowski. All right. I had a feeling you would say that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a Gronkowski apologist for years, uh, sometimes to my own personal detriment as it's turned out. Okay. We're going to take one more break. When we come back, we've got our final three sets of would you rather players teammates edition. It's fantasy football weekly. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Welcome back to Fantasy Football Weekly. Paul Jarchi and Brian Johnson with you. It's a teammate's edition of Would You Rather. We'll give you two players on the same team, same position, who would you rather have between them if you have to pay the average draft position between these players? We go back to Buffalo. We already talked about the running backs. Now we go to the wide receivers. Stefan Diggs going off the board in round four. John Brown going off the board in round number nine. Who would you rather have? <laughs> this is another tough one. And uh, going back to Buffalo, it's going to be an exciting offense, as we, we mentioned earlier. Let, let's just start with the quarterback for a second. Josh Allen, as we all know. Dead last in completion percentage last season, less than 59%, which yeah. is not good. We knew that was going to be the case with him coming out of school. That's who he was in yep. college, too. Clearly a threat on the ground, and uh, mm-hmm. he's unique in that way. Uh, so John Brown, not a big guy. He's a burner. Doesn't have a massive catch radius. And he, looking at his, uh, we're talking about the outside, the top 30 percentage. We've done this for other players. John Brown, 60% of his games last year, we're outside of the top 30 at the wide receiver position. He had some big games. He finished yeah. as a top 20 PPR wide receiver on the season. But again, that is just a massive roller coaster ride. I trust Stefan Diggs with a chip on his shoulder, mind you, right? Uh, whose 67% catch rate last season with the Vikings would have led all Buffalo receivers that had more than 50 targets in 2019. Well, so yeah, I just a huge difference in quarterbacking. It is true. But I just. <laughs> yeah. His high catch rate, not every pass was perfect from Chris. He's just a more complete receiver than John Brown. John Brown is a one trick pony. And so here's the one where I and I actually have I think Diggs has his auction value is kind of depressed from when he's been on the Vikings. So I actually have a lot of Diggs exposure. So I'm going Diggs here. I think uh, I think he's in for a big year and he can make up for the inaccuracy of Josh Allen at times. I'm going John Brown because of the differential in cost. Round four versus round nine is a big differential. Um, they have double, almost exactly double the ADP. The, it's uh, Stefan Diggs is going off the board at ADP of 56. John Brown's 108. I mean, that's that's a big differential. John Brown was a thousand yard receiver last year. Six touchdowns. Yeah, he was great. I I, I, I should I failed to mention, I hope this isn't the case, but he did have you know a ton of injury issues, mainly in his head, right? A lot of concussions with Arizona, mm. which didn't pop up last year, but that was yeah. somewhat that's, of a, con- that's a fair. concern in my that, I think, I think that's fair, too. Um, I think that there's an assumption that Diggs is going to destroy John Brown's value, that Diggs is going to show up and just siphon every ball off. But you know one of the things that I've been saying for years, Brian, by and large, all, all uh, rising water lifts all ships. Yep. And I think Diggs is just as likely to help John Brown as anything else, much like we saw Thielen and Diggs get fed for years in Minnesota. I believe we're going to see Brown and Diggs get fed here. And that Diggs is going to take number one coverage away from John Brown, double coverage away from John Brown. And I think he's going to hit more of these deep balls than he did before. Diggs also a good deep ball receiver. Did it with Kirk all the time. So I think I think this this offense is remains a stretch offense that's going to feed both guys. Uh, they're both I think going to have big games and bad good games and bad games because the quarterbacking is is also very inconsistent. But one of them's round four, and I'm taking John Brown in round nine. Yeah, and let's not forget Cole Beasley. Just like when we talked about the Dallas receivers and mm-hmm. we didn't talk about Michael Gallup, Cole Beasley finished as inside the top 20 in the second half of the season in PPR leagues last yeah. year. He will be a factor and probably a nuisance for 
Well, either if, or John Brown or yeah, Stephon Diggs I mean, owners. If, if you think Brown, you know, we know Brown's a speedster. We know Diggs can can catch these long balls as they are running downfield and pulling defenses with them. Here's Cole Beasley underneath. Could be sitting on a really nice okay. PPR season. I can't wait to watch this Buffalo team, man. They're going to yeah, be fun. Right. <laughs> I, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but yeah. We go back to Cleveland. We made passing reference to this earlier. Now we go to the running back position and another, I think, brutally tough decision. Nick Chubb is going off the board in the middle of round two. Kareem Hunt, the end of round five. Which of these teammates would you rather take? Chubb in round two, Hunt in round five. Um, again, I, I went back and forth on this me one. Me too. This was a tough one. It was. Um, I like them both. Uh, and for those who forgot, Kareem Hunt uh, missed the first eight games last year uh, for suspension. But uh, let's just go to Chubb. I'm going to go back to uh, your favorite spot uh, inside the five charge. Mm-hmm. And th- this was astonishing to me. I don't know if you've looked into this yet. I- I'm assuming you have. But uh, yes. last year, Chubb yes. had 15 attempts inside the five, yes. which is uh, near the top, <laughs> yes. right? For negative 14 yards. <laughs> 15 carries. <laughs> And no, that's I not that's not one big like eight yard loss. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. I don't. Remember and only that. two touchdowns on fifteen carries inside the mm-hmm. five. Like he can't get it done. And then you look at Hunt. They gave him one try inside the one five. One carry for three yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Maybe try that fourteen more times. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, Hunt Hunt outscored uh, Chubb in the second half in PPR leagues. He didn't. He was never like a top twelve running back, but he was a very mm-hmm. safe top twenty play. Chubb is volatile and. This is a clear, I wouldn't say clear cut, but I'm going the cheaper guy with Hunt. Because I, I, I think he still could be the best running back in the NFL. We all know his off-the-field issues yeah. have deterred his career, but uh, not long ago, he was the best running back in fantasy football. So I'm going on. In heavier PPR leagues, Kareem Hunt outscored Nick Chubb upon his return last year. Hunt was just playing better once he came back. And Hunt ranked... Number three in Pro Football Focus's elusiveness rating last year. And despite playing only half of the season, Hunt broke the seventh most tackles after the catch among all runners. You prorate that to a full season, and Hunt would have been number one in tackles broken after the catch. He's a special player. The only concern is you hope he keeps his head on his shoulders, really. That's that's it. I, I, he's heading into free agency. He has a monetary yeah. reason to keep his head yes. on his shoulders. Now, Chubb is no slouch. No. Chubb was number two in avoided tackles last year. For a big man like him, that's really impressive. I think this really, you, I think you hit this right on the head. Do you believe Nick Chubb will continue to get carries, get all the carries inside the five? And my data showed 16 carries inside the five. Yours showed 15. Um, either way, he converted it into a trivial number of touchdowns. And if, and if Chubb, is if that thing's going to even itself out, this gets weighted in the favor of Kareem Hunt by a, a lot. If those touchdowns are going to be, if those carries inside the five are going to be split between them, and it's reasonable to think they could. And that's why Kareem Hunt at the end of round five, to me, feels like a better pick than Nick Chubb in round two. Now, if you told me you're in a league with, without PPR, yeah, if you're in a standard scoring league, it's not a question. It's clearly Nick Chubb. But most of us get something for receptions, and now I'm on Kareem Hunt. Also this, again, the DeMarco Murray thing. Kareem Hunt's on his way. He's away to free agency, so they might throw a lot of extra usage to him, grind him up, and let him go. Last one, and it's time for this. Yes, 
You just wanted to use this. I did. I I have not been able to talk about sad trombone ski for uh, two months. There's been no reason. Well, I'm going to give you your chance because I I looked at this and I was like, come on. I'm going full. I'm going to let you go in on Chicago quarterback. Here we go. Do you want? Do you want? Sad trombone ski or Nick Foles. Now they are both going up at round 24. So it's both round 24, which means they're undrafted in most leagues. Which would you rather have? Nick Foles or Sad trombone ski? What would Nick Foles play? Like a, I feel like, like a piccolo, like a something like that. I, That's Doug Flutie. You're yeah, thinking you of, I, I believe, right there. I'll wait for, I'll wait for this to end so I can <laughs> stop laughing. Um, the end is the best part, by the way. So, how many quarterbacks are we starting in this league? Refused <laughs> decision. You got to pick one. You have to roster one I, of I'm these. I'm just gonna give you my gut. Foles. Foles has always kind of excelled. As the guy that comes in, right? Like the yeah. Jeff Hostetler role for yeah, those yeah. that remember. Yeah. So I think if I had to pick one, I'm going to go with Trubisky because I think the Bears, they they surely invested the draft capital way, way too much in Trubisky. Just put him out there the first three or four weeks. See if he can hit that magical ceiling that someone saw in that front <laughs> office. Uh-huh. We saw sort of glimmers of it in the past, but it's not going to come to fruition. So I would just, I'd take Trubisky, my last pick, and pray. Happy Tromboneski. There you go. Did I get it right? No. (sighs) I knew it. Foles has demonstrated (laughs) season-long upside that Trubisky can't touch. Trubisky, mostly by his legs, has some game-to-game fantasy upside. Like, if you're best ball... And you don't have to try to guess when that game's going to come that he's going to run for 30 yards and a touchdown. Wait, well, here's my angle. They're going to move him to running back over David Montgomery. <laughs> <laughs> they could. <laughs> um, that's that's where Trubisky can help you. But otherwise, over a season long, we've seen Nick Foles be fantasy relevant for long stretches of time with Philadelphia. So the presumption is that if, I, if this is a season-long conversation, we would rather have... Nick Foles. And yes, I'm sorry. Sad Trombonski. I'll never uh, forget. I was uh, fortunate enough to roster him in DFS that day. The seven touchdown game for Nick Foles did against the really? Raiders. Yes. <gasps> wow. But I'm pretty did sure. You win? What did you win? That, 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 was, that, wasn't, the, that wasn't the big payday. But no? uh, okay. But yeah, that, that I'll always remember that game. Yeah, I bet. And the seven touchdown game. But any, anyone could score seven touchdowns against the Raiders in those days. Yeah, you don't. Well, yeah, or was, these days. Who yeah, knows, well, well, we don't know. I think the Raiders are sitting on a, a nice season. I really do. Uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll break down the Raiders in due course. Thanks for listening. You made it all the way through to the end of Fantasy Football Weekly. If you missed any of the prior shows, we encourage you to check out our podcasts. You can get those at iHeartRadio or wherever you enjoy your favorite podcasts. Fantasy Football Weekly is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.